1: Here we go,
0: here we go, this, this is it This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow
1: I'm sad Mr Delaney, so what?
0: This is the Keegan-Hamburg odyssey uh, We're looking back at the 1979 ITV documentary Brian Moore meets Kevin Keegan Where Brian Moore allegedly went to Hamburg And shadowed the electric mouse for three whole months uh, At his home life and his work life his work life wasn't just football he had a massive business empire as well uh, but I don't think Brian Moore was there the whole time it might still be on the ITV hub if you want to catch up with it it's definitely on the Daily Motion website where someone <clears throat> has uh, uploaded it on there I uh, don't know who that was um, and have a look at it if you want this could be the final episode I think Sam we're kind of reaching the end yeah. of our Hamburg Odyssey we've we're reached the point where Gene is allowed to speak because there's been a your lot turn, of one-to-one one
1: interviews. Gene, come in. It's, <laughs> it's your, your turn, turn tomorrow,
0: Jean. Get an early night, Gene.
1: They're talking Jean. to you tomorrow, remember?
0: Now get up what, early, wash your hair.
1: Jane, what what's what are you going to wear? What are you thinking of wearing? On camera. It's very important. <laughs> I've written down a few ideas of things you might say about me. On various <laughs> subjects.
0: They're not scripts as such, but they're very, let's call them enhanced bullet points.
1: Yes. And they're just, in many ways, they're just stimulus for you. They're things that I know you think
0: anyway. I've underlined some key phrases I'd like you to say verbatim, but you don't have to.
1: And uh, I just want you to land certain thoughts. I need you to land this thought for people. Well, number one, Kevin is a very caring husband and father. Very important that you land that thought. I've told Mr Moore. Mr. Moore is is very aware of what it is you you intend to say, and he's going to give you every opportunity to do it. So don't fuck it up, Gene.
0: Kevin is a very generous and sensitive lover uh, (laughs) in the bedroom. He he does not uh, has never attempted cunnilingus, as he regards (laughs) it as a branch of voodoo.
1: But (laughs) (laughs) he saw it in the film "Live and Let Die." And it left him feeling very traumatized. <laughs> I said to Gene when we left the cinema, "I said, you see what happened there, Gene, right? Uh, that, that's that. You know, that's what happens. You start that's what going, start doing cunning Next thing you know, you're like old Bond, surrounded by crocodiles at a vo- in a voodoo compound." <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, there's, so yeah, Gene gets to speak. Um, she talks, about, uh, she talks about her life basically being stuck at home all the time because that's kind of what she is. She's, there's 10 dogs, isn't there? There's the two dogs. Oh, yeah, because they had all the puppies. And they've got eight puppies. There's mm. 10 dogs. There's a daughter. Um, and uh, Jean says, uh, Some weeks I hardly see him. And when he's at home, he's rushing around and the phone's ringing. He doesn't have any pizza at home, which upsets me. It probably upsets her because it's like getting on her fucking nerves because he's running his business empire from home or wherever. He he is. Uh, He's probably got a phone in every room in the house, I reckon. Uh, He's he's the rhinestone cowboy of football. Oh, yeah. Cards and letters from people who don't even know offers coming over the phone.
1: Now, Brian, let me give you a telephone tour of the house, right? (laughs) I'm going to show you just how many telephones I have. Now, you might think this is ostentatious, Brian, but it's not. It's a reflection of how busy I am.
0: Now, in my study, I've got this red phone, which is for emergencies only. It's like this one, one rings, it's, usually, it's usually Commissioner Gordon. Yes, it's this the one, one that he used to then, ring
1: Commissioner Gordon. If there's an emergency back st- home in England, I have to rush back.
0: And then I have to slide down the Kev pole into the Kev cave <laughs>
1: and drive off in the Kev mobile. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> emergency. Harry's been on the phone. There's a new commercial endorsement required in Bruges.
0: <laughs> oh God. And then then, then Jean says, uh, doctors have said to me, look, you've got to try and quieten him down. Slow him down. (laughs) Doctors. (laughs) She's been in consultation with doctors about him.
1: Guten Tag, (laughs) Fräulein Keegan. Ich bin very concerned about your husband, Herr Kevin Keegan. He needs to, how you say, slow down. Oh, dear. Cripes. Why? is like ha- got- in England, In in Germany, we have a phrase which roughly translates as "the mouse that is electric." <laughs> <laughs> you see, in Germany, Munchen.
0: German society is run like a machine, and all of the parts have their own jobs, but they all run at a very regulated speed. Herr Keegan. <laughs> Is a part of the machine which is out of control and <laughs> he yeah. must be brought under control again so that the rest of the German machine does not explode. If not we are at
1: risk of blowing a gasket <laughs> Oh well I'll see the what last I can time- do, doctor.
0: The last time we saw this kind of manic energy in Germany was in the early 30s. <laughs> with the man who we dare not speak of anymore.
1: Oh, dear. Well,
0: are, you, are you saying that my Kevin could be the new Hitler? <laughs> we are not saying that, but we are not saying it is impossible either.
1: But it cuts back to Kevin. Some people have said I could be like the, the, the modern day Hitler. But you know but a good one. But a good one. If you imagine Hitler, all the energy and ideas he had, if he'd put them towards good rather than bad, it would have been wonderful, wouldn't it? So, in a way, I don't take that as criticism. I take it as praise. Some of the lads at the ground call me Good Hitler. and Hitler, they call me. It's my nickname. I don't mind.
0: I just like that they like me now.
1: <laughs> call me what you want as long as you keep putting the crosses in and I bury them then we'll all be happy Hitler or not
0: <laughs> so Gene says the doctors have said you've got to quiet him down slow him down she says what do I do tie him to a chair <laughs> <laughs>
1: he
0: wouldn't fucking sit still long enough yeah it wouldn't be possible would it she'd have now, to now, drug Jean. his milk
1: first now now Jean you're veering back into voodoo talk there
0: <laughs> she'd have to drug his milk like they did with Bea Barakas on the air team to get him on an aeroplane Um, she says, I can't slow him down. He loves, he loves his life as it is. And then, uh, and then then Kev speaks again and he says, uh, people just expect me one day. They just collapse and fall over. Hmm. (laughs) Everyone I talk to says, you just can't go on like that. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone I talk to says, you just can't go on like that. And yet he continues to go on like that. But that's the man, isn't it? He's a, he's a, he's, above the rest of us he's 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 a Superman. he's a superhero basically he's got a double double initial name KK he's a superhero he's he's not like the rest of us so you know
1: I worry about him now sometimes when I think about how he is how his mind works how his energy levels are there needs to be an outlet for that well Uh,
0: I wonder what he's doing exactly he's
1: sort of retired from public life in many ways and I don't know if that suits him
0: no, obviously his mind's still going to be racing, isn't it? Twenty four seven with yeah, ideas and he, thoughts what's he and put concepts. It, what's
1: and he putting it all into? It? I, I think he at lives a
0: circus, wasn't
1: there? He lives down in a village in Hampshire. In fact, do you remember when I became obsessed? I wanted to move to the same village as him in Hampshire.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, that was it. I wanted to buy. He'd become a property developer, and I wanted yeah, to buy one of the Keegan houses. Yeah. Each of them come with a phone in every room and a sliding <laughs> pole like the one Batman <clears> or okay. a fireman has. So no need to muck around with stairs. Although I would say it's quite hard going up, especially at night if you've had a couple of glasses of wine.
0: Each one of them's got a big trampoline in the garden because everyone loves trampolining, don't they? (laughs) Very soothing, very calming.
1: Hmm. A pot in in green um, and dog kennels.
0: He says, one man who I really listen to is Bill Shankly. Uh, and he phoned me up and he says, there's no way I could play till 1982 and do the things I'm doing now without burning up. But then I think you can even prove people like Bill shankley wrong sometimes.
1: Whoa! <laughs> no.
0: Bill Shankly, who's his, his mentor, his god. And
1: I gave him a sword that I won. He did, he, didn't he? He won a sword, I think, in Germany. Didn't
0: Shankly give him a sword? Didn't shankley give Kev a sword? Oh,
1: maybe that was it, yeah.
0: I think he did. He bestowed this sword, sword upon him. And I think Kev assumed he'd handed over the Shankly DNA or energy or whatever.
1: Oh, to, yeah, they passed on Kev. the baton to him. Yeah. Like in Star Wars when they pass over <coughs> lightsabers.
0: But, of course, when did Bill Shankly die? 1981, wasn't it? Wow. And he's, Shankly there has said there's no way Kev can play till 1982. So maybe the Kevs invoked the energy of the sword.
1: It was and then I realised... That as much as I loved Bill, I had to kill him to destroy, with the sword he had, had given me. Sometimes you have to destroy
0: me. the things you love,
1: <laughs> don't you, Gene? I said to Gene, Gene, sometimes you have to destroy the things you love. And there was a rich irony in the fact that I used the sword he gave me to kill him, but I couldn't. I couldn't have that kind of negative energy out around me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I said to him, Gene, "You got to just So, as I say Jane, you've got to destroy the things you love sometimes, and then she tries to tie me to the chair. And then uh, (laughs) we have a little bit of a falling out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's a bit more whinging from Jane after that. Um, She says, uh, he's very stubborn and nothing can sway him. And sometimes that can be annoying. (laughs) I don't see it as a fault. It's just sometimes it's annoying. Mm. (laughs) There's a little undercurrents you can just see.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's a very line. loving man. Bro. I can tell they're very, they are in love. And I'm sure there's a lot of benefits of being married to Kevin Keegan because he's a lot of fun and I'm sure he is caring. But at the same time, mm. she's out in this rig, which looks quite remote, this gated rig with all these dogs yeah. and a small baby. And fuck me, having a small boat. I saw a couple in the park yesterday with a small baby and the baby was really cute, right? Mm. But it was really small. It looked like it was maybe a month or so old. And I was looking at this couple and I just thought, fuck me, they're going through hell. <laughs> because the baby was adorable. It was so cute and it was sleeping and they had it in one yeah. of them papooses where it's like against the mum or the dad's yeah. chest. It looked so sweet. But I could see that they'd just come out to the park because you know like, you just thought, like, we've just got to get out. We've got to get out of the fucking mm. house. We've got to have a change mm. of scene. This is fucking my head up. Let's go to the park. And they just sat mm. on a bench and their eyes were all baggy. And it's like mm-hmm. it's. I always think the first days of parenthood are like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, where Pretty they much, they yeah. land on yeah. the beach at Normandy, and the and the yeah. door to the boat opens, and just bullets start flying in, it's and you're you everywhere. You're, you're however yeah. prepared you think you are, you're just fucking. You're, not. you're fucked. Yeah. It's just about survival, isn't it? It's just survival, and that's what they look like. They look like they were shell shocked. <laughs> and I just think of Jean stuck there in Germany without much yeah. support because he's off out somewhere. He's either with Harry or he's with the team. Those are the two things he's doing. And she's there. I don't know if her mum's around much. She's just there, fucking with all these dogs and the baby. I think you're
0: getting mixed up with Roy the Rovers there with the, the presence of the mum. I think that's yeah. Only in Roy it's the very Rovers.
1: easy to do, yeah.
0: <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you only go through that really two or three times, don't you, really, as a parent, that what? whole first thing. I remember my daughter was three days old, two days old almost, and it was New Year's Eve. Uh, and, of course, New Year's Eve, you normally, you'll stay up till midnight, you might have a glass of champagne or something yeah. to see the New Year in. I remember passing out on my bed at 10pm mm. and waking up at 2am because my daughter had woke up again and it was like, well, this isn't fucking New Year's Eve as I previously knew it. What the fuck's this about? But you know, the one after that was all right.
1: I think one, one of the thing. things I think one of the things I look back on my early years of of parenthood is that you kind of place I place too much of an emphasis on huh, just because we have got kids. Yeah, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be a good dad, but just to have kids doesn't mean you have to change your lifestyle. Doesn't mean things have to change. <laughs> you don't suddenly become a boring cunt overnight, and the, <laughs> that's the biggest mistake you make. Because if you think I'm going to prove that it's possible to be a parent but also maintain the same lifestyle I had in my 20s, right? Mm. Then you will go fucking bananas. So why yeah. and why would you want to make that your aim? Anyway, if you make the decision that you're going to have a kid, understand that that involves a huge amount of lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. right? And and just give into that. You
0: a longer you are no longer the center of your own universe
1: yeah and also it's not
0: about you anymore
1: and also get over the fact that that's a negative you know i mean yeah, of course. look at look at our rig based just just rest you know tea drinking relaxed lifestyle that you and i lead right it's a of design course. for life okay mm. it's it's the best lifestyle the just rest lifestyle right it is and the lifestyle that we might have led when we were younger, selfish, drunken, tired, always staying up late, well, right? Not investing enough in pillows and mattresses because you're wasting all your money on on bullshit, right? (laughs) It's like, look at me now, right? We're recording a number of podcasts today. So, what I've got here is Andy, a flask. Mm. This flask Mm. contains in it six perfectly brewed cups of tea that i made six in a pot and then poured into the flask so i could bring it Size into my that. podding unit right yeah this flask contains fresh milk flask two right fresh milk it contains what fresh milk
0: all oh, right okay yeah,
1: yeah yeah uh maintained at a chilled temperature in this yeah. flask and i can sit here podcasting and just continually pouring myself small cups of tea not in a normal cup but in the lid of the flask Right, like so. You
0: can podcast until the cows come home.
1: I've had three cups already, right? And I'm (laughs) going to keep going. And that is the sort of thing that I just didn't, it didn't cross my mind when I was, by this stage, when I was a younger man, I'd have probably blown a load of money in a coffee shop on a load of fucking Mm. cappuccinos, right? And I'd be 10 quid down and I'd be feeling sick from it.
0: And you'd have no podcast to show for.
1: No, I'd have been just sitting about doing some sort of other bollocks. So it's fucking hard when you're when you're a parent, but you have to give into it and change up your lifestyle a little bit, and um, know that that lifestyle is better than the one you led before, anyway.
0: Always, always consider changing your lifestyle. Never think you've got it sussed.
1: Mm. Always
0: look for improvements. Always try to learn. Always try to grow. I'll yeah. say this, Sam. Mm. I'm finding myself now edging towards sobriety. Really? Interesting. And that's something I thought I'd never say. Do you think, that's now, lot, do you think lockdowns now,
1: had that effect on you?
0: Nah, I, maybe, but I don't know. I think it's just age and wisdom. Mm. Uh, I'm now dry, let's say, for a, a, a max, minimum of five nights a week.
1: Right,
0: wow. I'm only taking alcohol once a week and maybe once midweek. Mm. I, I get off, I get off, I get a buzz. I get a vibe from waking up feeling good. Oh, it's incredible, not feeling it? hungover.
1: It's incredible that first thing I, think, in the morning. I think that's probably the thing. When you stop drinking, that's the thing. The buzz you get from that... Because obviously there's challenges too for some people because you might have cravings for booze or whatever. It might be hard to resist in certain social situations. But I think the thing that gets a lot of people through, certainly me, is that even when it's like the evening and you're sorely tempted by a cold pint or something... If you think ahead a few steps and think Mm -hmm. about what your morning's going to be like and how sensational you're going to feel. That doesn't last forever, by the way. I mean, you know, I'm not five years in still leaping out of bed in the morning like, hey, I feel great. But fuck me. The first six months to a year, you feel like that every fucking day. In fact, there's a thing that they say in recovery that you get after like six weeks, the pink cloud, which descends on you. So it's a well-known thing if you Google it. The pink cloud is a... a, uh, sort of a feeling that descends on you after six weeks of sobriety or it varies some people it's a month or whatever Mm. and suddenly you get a rush of euphoria and you can almost pinpoint I remember the moment when it hit me and then it sort of lives with you for quite a long period like maybe a month where you're like fucking walking on air because if you've basically been drinking on and off to some extent for your whole life you know since you were like what 12 Mm. or something you start going out and drinking with your mates like, it's quite a big deal when you get past six weeks because it's suddenly all of the toxins and shit goes away. And I don't know how it yeah. works, but it's fucking mad. I remember being on a train on the way back from uh, <coughs> um, Leeds and on my own reading a newspaper, I looked out the window and uh, you, it was a blue sky and all the beautiful fields and nature flying past you, right? And I was listening to... I remember what I was listening to I was listening to a Paul McCartney solo album <laughs> <laughs> Jet <laughs> I mean if that's not going to send you into a state of fucking euphoria, euphoria. <laughs> the Yorkshire countryside at high speeds listening to uh, Jet by Paul McCartney I was like bang it's hit me the pink fucking clouds here <laughs> embrace it Sam embrace it Cling on. Mm. Yeah, but, but the yeah. mornings are great, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, like you said, that I don't feel, I don't leap out of bed going, well, hey, yeah, here's another day. But I know that when I do drink, the thing is, when I drink, I'll drink until like two in the morning yeah. and I'll start watching telly because mm. I don't get time to do that during the day because of yeah. various things. Yeah, So I'm like, this is my time. I'll have a few beers, maybe a glass of wine. And I end up watching old episodes of Mind until 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, and it does then sound I don't good. get up until like 10.30. And then. Yeah. You know, that's the morning gone. I feel a bit shitty. And it's like, you know, th- there's got to be a better way to live your life than this.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can take, you take control of things. Do you know what I mean? That's the other thing. It's, like, yeah. it's just like you take control and you've got more control over what's going on. You can plan and you think, I know that I'll be able to do this tomorrow. Whereas hmm. when I was drinking, I didn't fucking know there were there wasn't enough structure for me to know whether or not the things I had in my diary were going to be possible or
0: not, or if, even if they even existed.
1: Yeah, or I, just I'll be honest, I didn't have a fucking diary. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid <laughs> fucking diary trying to control I me. Nah. <laughs> I left it in the bogs at the groucho. Towards the end, <laughs> towards the end of of drinking, that is the main thing: is that you start to convince yourself that the strange form of. Um, Insanity that takes over to you that I'm convinced that drugs and drink actually put into your head to control you is that you start to think that everyone and everything is trying to control you and there's a conspiracy to control <laughs> your you freedom, that. right? Yeah. Fucking diary trying to control me. Fucking boss <laughs> trying to control me. Fucking wife trying to control me. Fucking, you know, mates trying to control me. Fuck that, I'm a free man. Basically, you go trimbrow in your head. And, and you think, yeah, everyone's trying to control me, but I'm free. Free to do what? Okay, you're completely free. How are you going to choose to use that freedom? Just get really battered all the time. Yeah. Oh, no, fucking hell. No. That wasn't what Martin Luther King was fighting for. <laughs> all these freedom fighters. Sancho yeah. Panza, right? What are you going to really achieve by doing that? Emily Pankhurst. Yeah. <laughs> Spartacus. All oh, them cuds. Spartacus. All these fucking cunts, right? Moses, I don't know what Moses did, but probably fought for freedom. Giving right? up their
0: free time, fighting for freedom. Right, what freedom, are you doing?
1: So for what? So some cunt in the fucking early 21st century can just fucking get battered in the daytime and do a load of fucking <laughs> gack, right? That that wasn't what the point was. You're better off <laughs> staying under fascism. <laughs>
0: Jalapeño. Did you enjoy our live stream, Brown John? If so, there's another one coming up on the 22nd of April.
1: If you didn't see it because you were busy or just an idiot, then you should check it out because the reviews we got for the first one were sensational.
0: Hmm. Find out more about it on our Twitter and also you can get your tickets. What's our website called again? Machine. TFTimemachine.com.
1: TFTimemachine.com. Yeah, tickets are available there.
0: The links will be up there, yeah. 22nd of April, 7 p.m. Loads of great stuff. Get involved. Jalapeño.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass."
0: Jalapeño. Anyway, Jean Keegan, she says, uh, yeah, she says uh, he's very stubborn. I don't see it as a fault, but just just sometimes it's annoying. She she goes, oh, he's so untidy, it's unbelievable. And it's all starting to come out a little bit now. Mm -hmm. She says, I can have the house spick and span, and he can be home for five minutes, and it looks like a bomb's hit it. (laughs) So she likes it when he's not there. She likes it when he's there. It's all very confusing. She's just basically orbiting around planet Kev. And that's all you can do. There's just her and the kid and the dogs floating around. Very Albert difficult. Planet Kev. Yeah. While he just uh, does his thing. But, you know, it's his thing that's got them in the life that they're living. So, you know, it's it's pros and cons, isn't it? Um, but yeah. then she says, he's a wonderful father. Always playing with Laura Jane. And she only has to see him and her eyes light up. And then she says, or, or hear his voice or his record. <laughs> so I'm not going to be putting, on,
1: but play a head over heels, <laughs> then she'll think I'm head here. Head over
0: heels on for her, just so she can remember what I sound like. Show her the cover sleeve. Show her picture on the front cover where I'm looking really handsome. <laughs> and then um, there's a bit of a montage of the three of them walking through the fields. Uh, he's got Laura Jean on his shoulders. Uh, they've got the dogs with them, and Kev's got a piece of long grass in his mouth which he's, got for, he's plucked from the oh. field, as if he's some kind of farmer character. I yeah, or, what, or he thinks he's, he's a, a character for. in the Waltons. Yeah. yeah. I look better <laughs> if I put this bit of grass in my mouth. Hold on. Stop did the camera. Did,
1: did, did. I cut, want to show them cut. that I'm at one with nature. <laughs> if I was... What's the, what's the baby called again?
0: <laughs> Laura Jane.
1: Laura Jane. If I was Laura Jane, yeah. uh, I'd feel, even though I was a baby, I'd feel really pressured by my father's like playtime activities because you know usually it's the other way around usually when you've got small kids and they go can we play and you're a bit weird oh fucking hell all right then what we're we playing on mm. with these dolls is it oh, <laughs> oh all right well i'll, I'll pretend my one's the fucking mommy doll shall i oh sorry i've lost track i was looking at my phone right all that oh, shit nice. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> i think about when are we gonna get me next drink Oh, God almighty. Is it all right if I spark a can while we're doing this this game? This is
0: fucking boring.
1: I'm fucking bored (laughs) as fuck here, but I better keep going. If not, the kid will start crying. Right. Whereas in the Keegan household, it's the other way around. The baby's thinking, oh, fuck, he's home. He's going to want (laughs) to play. Hello, Laura J. (laughs) Right. Come on, let's set up, let's pretend that Barbie's got her own ranch, right? And she's rearing horses, right? Here comes Barbie, right, you be the horsey. Right, come on, Gora Jane. Come on, pay attention. Play, 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 play. Play, 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 play. <laughs> Oh, fuck it, I'll give us a rest, Phil, you, Dad? <laughs> fucking playing non-stop. When he plays he just goes straight into fifth gear. It's not even a small. there's not even any fucking there's not slow build up. Straight into the heart of the playing and he'll do it intensively for two solid hours and then he'll just collapse asleep.
0: <laughs> I'm going to pretend he's a, I'm, I'm asleep. I'm going <laughs> to pretend I'm having a nap.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, feel that
0: pressure. So yeah, and then we go to match day at Hamburg. Um, Kev's been interviewed on German TV. He's very fluent in German when he's been interviewed which is mm. excellent. I'm very, very impressed by that because he's only been there a couple of years. He's learned the language. Um, we've got the fans. Some of the fans have got his names written, daubed on the back of their denim jackets. Now, it occurred to me, this isn't a thing anymore, Sam. People don't write things on the backs of jackets anymore. They used to do it all the time, didn't they?
1: Yeah, when in the did 70s, it was really big. Yeah. But well, I'd like to not anyone with
0: anything written on the... Shall we bring it back? Shall we get some TFTM jackets done? You, we've you just can get some daubed? really
1: nice jackets from the Latvians. Or can from you? our new products of supplies that we might switch to, and you can get right. shit written on the back of them. Yeah,
0: are we going to do specially customized ones that we'll do ourselves with some?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, you pens. can have whatever you want written on the back of it. Right, like right. keep two meters, can That would be a good one, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're thinking about it. So uh, yeah, uh, the fans all love. Kev, they're all saying that he's much friendlier than the other players, which we've established before, because this is what he does. He, he makes the effort, doesn't he, to like, kind of mm. ingratiate himself with the fans. He's always done this everywhere. You see some fans uh, pre-match, some of them are eating sausages without buns.
1: Fucking Imagine meh. that as well. Well, you've got Just to respect the Germans, haven't you, for their that. With
0: hands. Fucking hell.
1: I mean, the bun's the worst part of a fucking hot dog.
0: Yeah, of course. Because
1: you either get yeah. a really cheap, sort of always slightly stale white hot dog bun. The hot mm. dog bun is one of the most pointless fucking foodstuffs you can get in the ester, right? Yeah. Because it is literally just a receptacle for sausage and ketchup and mustard. Yeah. There is nothing good about the bun itself. Now, sometimes, say if you are at a school fate, right? They mm. might serve you a sausage in some French bread, but that, although oh, that's really? t- that's tastier, yeah, but. It's um, Around here. no, not up, not up there, but I mean, like here, you might be at, and uh, you know, I I might be at a um, a, what do you call it, like a gala garden party, and they put right. it in French bread, and it is so tough and chewy. Andy, do you know what mm. I mean? They like it's just mm. a hassle to eat. So the Germans, they just know their stuff. They're the kings, they're, of, they're the sausage they? kings of Europe. They just go, yeah, of course, fuck, fuck the receptacle, just eat the sausage, mate. It's all you want anyway. It's all you're in it yeah.
0: for. And they just have it out of the piece of kitchen roll that they'd normally
1: yeah. have the bun If you they'd watch the 1974 the World Cup um, film, which I know you have yeah. done, it's almost the best one because you see how they're fucking operating really in Germany. It's about sausages, isn't it's it? It's about beer and that sausages, film. and it goes right into the beer kellers where they're celebrating in Munich after the finals. I mean, you just see how the Germans... I mean, a night out in Germany is fucking good, by the way. I've had a few right. good nights out in Germany. They just fucking... Like, Cause they base it around just the stuff that people like, you know, sausages, beers, sausages. mashed potatoes, Umpa music, Oompa. <laughs> Fucking Umpa music is the best music you can get pissed to, right? <laughs> fucking them little hats, them little hats with feathers stuck in them. They're fucking awesome, aren't, <laughs> aren't they? They're absolutely amazing. Long socks. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the, the sexy frow lines with the big Boston, oh, Boston houses. Yeah. They've got yeah. it fucking, they, you know, they have got it fucking sorted over there.
0: They have. So he's over there. Uh, and then we see they've won the championship and there's the little motorcade of the team and they get like three players per car. They're in like these portmobile things where they're, they're sort of standing up in the back <laughs> and they're winding their way through the streets and all the crowds are waving to them. Um, Kev's on the balcony there with them. He's holding up the trophy. And then we get the... Uh, uh, the the, the monologue where he's talking about his future because I I saw the other day, I think it was on that Liverpool documentary I was talking about in the previous episode, the the European cup winners thing Mm. and it it touches on Keegan leaving in 77 after they won the European cup and he'd come out and he'd said, well, I'm off after the end of this season. Yeah. I'm leaving Liverpool. Um, It's not, it's not worth my while or something to be here. And it was to do with the tax situation.
1: Oh yeah. Tax, but he also didn't like Bob Paisley much, did he?
0: Well, we, we think that, yeah. That's mm. never explicitly said, but we think that, yeah. yeah. Uh, cause he's Just because he's not Shankly. Yeah. I don't understand a word he says. He just goes around mumbling, shuffles around in a pair of slippers, mumbling. That's very not pe- the Kevin Keegan way.
1: He's a very peculiar man. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't trust him, but I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> he's never given me a sword in his life.
0: So he says, he says... uh I think after I finish this one year at Hamburg, I'll definitely leave. Definitely. Regardless of how good it goes, if we win the European Cup or not, I'm off. It's like I got an offer around about Christmas from Barcelona and I got a very good offer from an American club. And he's just speaking openly about I this imagine, stuff. Uh, I don't know whether this I is legal.
1: That. Imagine that nowadays. Yeah. That people would just say, oh yeah, on a, on a TV show, just casually announce oh, I've had an offer from Barcelona. I've been tapped up. Yeah. And here's what happened. And a fucking boss at yeah. Hamburg... What is das? <laughs> I'm building this team around you, Herr Kevin. And Barcelona... You're the good Hitler. ...have tappened you up. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Those Spanish oh, bastards.
0: I I mothballed the club magazine so that I could focus <laughs> on coaching you. Uh,
1: <laughs> and there you go I got an offer from America is this the bit where he talks about the Middle Eastern club that yeah, approached him this is, is yeah. amazing what he says here
0: he says I've had offers and talks with people in Saudi Arabia quite a few different clubs there and they asked me what I would want to go to Saudi Arabia I just said to them if you'd like to come back to me around Christmas <laughs> I don't know why Weird, yeah. and start talking about next year I might be interested they said what about financially I said I wouldn't dream of taking my wife there for less than 1 million pounds a year And the fella choked on the end of the line And he said, we'll be back at Christmas (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's just put a price on his wife there
1: You'll drive a good bargain, Mr Keegan (laughs) Uh, But I have just choked on the date I am eating (laughs) I will call you back (laughs) at Christmas with your million pounds And then we shall see (laughs) If your gene, as you put it Is willing to move to our beautiful country (laughs) (laughs) Alright then well, good, that's sorted. Bye-bye. TTFN. <laughs> right, that's
0: that done then, G. But then, but then, I mean, fucking hell, he's like, then he just drops in a bit more drama. You know, you can almost see that he said, right, Brian, I'll give you a little bombshell for the end of the show, all right? I'll chuck a grenade okay, in. Now, are, we, are we running? All right, here we go. And then he says, if Ron Greenwood said, if you go to Saudi Arabia to play, then England is at an end. He says, that would probably be the hardest decision I've ever in my life. And then he goes, and yet it would be the easiest because I can't see <laughs> me ever not wanting to be part of the England side. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll tell you what, Brian, I'll break it up into two parts, right? And you can almost do drop a bombshell. And then if you want to do the next one in the second part of the episode where I say I will stay with England, do that then. Or after the ad break. I don't know how you work these things. <laughs> I
1: love it. Though. What I'm going to say is I'm going to contradict myself in a sense, but it's it's very interesting <laughs> because I'm going to say that something is going to be the hardest decision of my life, but also the easiest decision of my life. I mean, that, on the face of it, makes no sense whatsoever, does it, Brian? But in the world of Kevin Keegan, once I've explained it, it makes perfect sense. It's both (coughs) hard and easy.
0: I mean, what what really is sense? Do you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sense is just pointless. It's a social construct.
0: All right, I've got another one for you. Get a load of this. Hang on. I don't want to stay in football. As soon as two's over, I'll be gone and out of the way. No inclination to stay in football at all. I'd love to be a politician, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing.
0: I'm just, I'm just riffing now, Brian. I'm just saying stuff, but it sounds good.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it could happen. He was very much a Kanye West of his time, wasn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah. He was. Like, there's so Definitely. many parallels
1: between him and Kanye West.
0: Oh, so many. Yeah. The glamorous wife, the pop yeah. career.
1: Yeah. Uh, The diversification (laughs) into politics. The the huge amount of merchandise that he put his name to.
0: The the lust for power. Yeah. Uh, He says, uh, I'd love to have a little bit to do with, well, with our destiny, really. It's like, fucking
1: hell, Is he turned into a bad Hitler now? This is is Darth Vader shit, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like to rule the galaxy. Both (laughs) ours and others as yet undiscovered galaxies, like you see in Star Trek, you know.
0: It's a actual progression, isn't it? Liverpool,
1: Hamburg, maybe Saudi, and then out of space. The Milky Way. It's obvious. The Milky Way, and then who knows what's beyond there? I don't know. Nobody does, but I'll tell you this much. I'm going to find out. <laughs> before I die. <laughs> just me,
0: up there, in the sky, where Bill Shankly sword. boldly going where no man's gone before. But then he, he fucking goes further. He says, I wouldn't like to just be a politician. I'd like to be Prime Minister. I wouldn't want to mess around with the little bit bits and bobs. I'd like to have the power. So uh there you go. He wants to be the Prime Minister. I he want to be I want to be a football. politician,
1: but I want to jump straight to the top job. I'm not interested yeah. in paying my dues. I've already done that. As far as I'm concerned, I did three seasons at Scunthorpe United and that should be enough.
0: <laughs> Everything I learnt at Scunthorpe I can apply to any other job on the planet or any other planets.
1: He was a big Labour supporter, right? And obviously he talks about that briefly in this uh, programme. He talks about Callaghan. And then years later, of course, he was very much involved in um, Tony Blair's rise to power. Yeah. Uh, I actually think that Kevin Keegan would have been an excellent politician because of his energy and his warmth Mm. and the way he connects with people. Uh, and also, yeah, just like you want someone who's not just charismatic and connect with people, but has got the energy to actually do stuff. And if you look at the way he fucking <clears throat> operates, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind him being in power. The only thing is is that some of his ideas might have been a bit too wild.
0: Well, uh, yeah, ahead of his time, I suppose, yeah. But I, I mean, wouldn't have him as of-
1: Chancellor of the Exchequer. <clears throat> no, I would put him, him on that. I'd have him more in a Dominic Cummings, blue sky thinker <laughs> sort of role. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Definitely. <laughs> I mean, if Keir Starmer wants to seize power from the Tories, that's what he needs to do. He needs to get Kevin Keegan in. Not Is, uh, i not joking. I mean,
1: yeah, the Tories have given this peerage to fucking Ian Botham for basically yeah. his services to being a twat, right? Yeah. Consistently being a fucking knob for years, so they're yeah. going to give him a peerage. That cunt's going to be turning up in the fucking House of Lords with all his ludicrous fucking ideas. Hell. Terrible, intolerant opinions, right? And... Yeah. Um, so, my attitude is, well... He played
0: for Scunthorpe as well, didn't he,
1: both them? He did, yeah. He's my attitude Keegan. is, fucking, the the opposition gets to nominate peers as well. Give it to yeah. fucking Keegan. Give exactly. it to fucking Keegan. Of course. He'd get a lot done.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do that. People from the media and the arts and stuff like that get peerages.
1: Why not Kevin Keegan? Mate, don't worry about it. Melvin Bragg's in there. <clears throat> Yeah. Fucking brag. What's he done since he's been a lord? Fuck all, I bet. Fuck all. Lloyd
0: Webber, what the fuck's he done? He flew back from America once to vote to fuck the poor. He did that he once. That's all did. he's done of noting in the lords. Get Keegan. Yeah. Keegan yeah. would be in there fucking seven days a week, even when it's shut.
1: Yeah. Just doing fucking admin and things. Do you remember that story? I think it was in the expenses scandal. Or no, it was a documentary that came out a couple of years ago where they did an investigation into the way that the peers... And there's peers who turn up because you get a uh, per diem for being a peer, right? Yeah. And there was these these stories of peers, but you had to report to the Lords to get it. And there's stories of peers pulling up at the Lords in a black cab, leaving Mm. the motor running... Running in, getting there per diem, and then getting back in the cabin fucking, fucking, fucking off for lunch, right? Yeah. That would not be Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan, be Kevin Keegan, if he was in the Lords, would eat that place for breakfast. He'd take it yeah. over, right?
0: Yeah.
1: He'd take yeah, he the would. fucking place over. And don't put him in politically, make him independent. The only other good peer, right, is John Bird, who's the guy behind the big issue. You know, Lord yeah. Bird, he fucking runs it. And he's in there independently. Now, that bloke is a fucking top bloke. There is a good. There, there is a human of honour, John Byrd. He's fucking hilarious as well, right? He's been in. Right. S- he's done time. He was homeless himself, hence his sort yeah. of like And he is one of the funniest fucking blokes, right? But really smart as well.
0: Right, and we'll
1: do it. He's good, and they should stick him at Keegan in in the same capacity and let those two mm. fucking run the shop.
0: I'm glad we have sorted that out. Yeah. That kind of pretty much brings us to the end of the documentary. He just finishes by saying that his dream in 1982 is to win the World Cup for England and lift the trophy and say, thanks for 12 great years, but this is where I want to finish. I'm at the top. Fuck you off. can't get more at the top than that. And then I ride off in an helicopter.
1: <laughs> uh, to discover new galaxies, new races, sword new civilizations. I've conquered planet Earth. Now, to conquer other as yet unknown worlds, TTF Ender kids. I'm taking the World Cup with me. Sorry, Trevor Brookin. You can't and have it.
0: Sadly, the only thing that could have stopped that was injury. And that was what did happen. You know he well, got, injured. You know, England, got injured.
1: England could have won that World Cup. If you yeah. look, it made me see it differently, I'd I'd before watching this, I'd watched the 1982 FIFA World Cup film and realised how England were very unlucky in that tournament, mm. right? And we were knocked out whilst unbeaten without our two best players, Keegan and Brookin. But yeah. I hadn't realised how established Kevin Keegan was as the best player in the world at that time. Yeah, Going into that tournament, he was the best player in the world. So we had every like uh, yeah, we had every right to expect to like go as far as the final. Because and Kevin that, Keegan is sort of like if he sets his mind to something, he does it. Exactly. So I was just about to say yeah.
0: in the same way that Maradona dragged Argentina to it in nineteen eighty six, mm. Keegan would have fucking busted gut.
1: And if you think we did or we did so well even without him, if he'd yeah. been fitting in the team, I think we would have because it was a fucking open tournament that year. Italy yeah. ended up winning it, and they weren't even one of the best three teams.
0: Yeah, what well, was it? Once know? Brazil had gone out, it was Brazil were was, great, really?
1: Germany were great, even Poland were great, and France was well, sensational because France had Platini and Tigana and all of that. But England could have fucking won that.
0: England had Keegan, poor old Keegan. England could have done anything. Yeah, England had the good Hitler.
1: Anything's possible. <laughs> I'm the good Hitler.
0: <laughs> and there I we are. That's that. the end. I of might
1: the... get that on the back of a jacket and make it available on our website.
0: Get it on a face mask. Good Hitler.
1: Good Hitler. <laughs> with a silhouette of 1980 Kevin Keegan with the hair. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and Beautiful. the autograph underneath. Uh, we'll have Harry Harry ring ringing up. Was it called? Was it Harry Wheels? No, Harry.
1: Harry Swales.
0: Harry Swales. That was it. Yeah, he'd be on the phone wanting yeah. his fucking cut.
1: Now, now, using I've, the I've seen these face masks. 96-year-old
0: Harry Swales, are
1: you? I think you'll find that I licensed the term good Hitler <laughs> in 1979. <laughs> the record shows it. You're fine to use it, but there's going to be a big slice of that fucking pipe for old Harry boy here.
0: going to cost you 97% of whatever you make,
1: lads. (laughs) 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 Fuck, he's right as well. I've looked it up at the patents office.
0: (laughs) He did. Bastard. That, that's it. And that's the end of the King in Hamburg. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, oh, you haven't, have. if you
1: haven't seen it, but you've listened this far, then well, well done. Congratulations. That's amazing. But fucking watch it. Go it's and watch up, it on the, see it's up on the Daily Motion, so you can see it. And it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should just do the Ballesteros one next. Have you seen that yet? I haven't watched that one yet. Is it good? Who was it? There was Ballesteros. There's
0: Ballesteros and Bjorn Borg.
1: Bjorn Borg. And was there a Formula yeah. One one as well? Was there Nelson Piquet or someone like that? Or Nicky Lauder.
0: Oh, Nicky Lauder, I think. Yeah, there was four, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah Nicky Lauder as well. I haven't seen I any, any of the others,
1: the but I've got a strong feeling, and I'm not uh, I'm not really, no, I know nothing about golf, but I've got a strong feeling that the Seve Ballesteros <laughs> one would be amazing. And also <laughs> well, the beyond Borg, one, cause beyond Borg one, because beyond Borg is a very laid-back world champion. Hey, yeah, come yeah. on, guys. I'm just playing yeah. my tennis and trying to live life in a fun, sexual way.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look and see if they're worth doing. I
1: might have a look at them this week, be fun. All
0: right, deal. All
1: right, All right any suggestions, send everyone. them to us, but we'll probably ignore them. Yeah, yeah,
0: as usual. TTFN, Dickheads.
1: TTFN. <laughs>